Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome, as always. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we were off last week. Happy to be back with you this week. If you want to reach us, you can get us at 866-WS-RADIO, or you can get me at Real Mark Cohen on Twitter, uh, Marsha Collier on Twitter, hashtag Tech Radio. Let's see, Facebook page, Computer and Technology Radio. What did I miss, Marsha? Is that everything? No, I think, I think you got it on. And join us on TWUBS.com, TWUBS.com, and sign in with the Tech Radio hashtag. And you'll be able to see all the tweets that everybody is tweeting about Tech Radio. Excellent. So I have to tell you. And don't forget to listen. If you're not at home, get the WS Radio app so you can listen. Yes, which is great. And just you just click on... Um, Studio A, and that's where you'll generally find us. Or you can go to the uh, WS Radio website or computerandtechnologyradio.com, and that will take you to our archive as well, or iTunes, or all those other good places. So I just, you know, this it's summer, and I decided, you know, there's a lot of movies. This is a big time, big movie releases. And so the last, like, couple of weeks, I've spent a lot of time, because there's less on TV to watch, watching a bunch of movies. So this morning I watched... Do you remember Evil Dead? No. Does that sound like something well, I would no. be? Come it, on. All right. It doesn't, but it had... It, the funny thing is it was kind of a cult movie back in, I want to say, in the 80s, maybe. Do you know who Bruce Campbell is? Very very oh, well-known no. actor. <laughs> uh, he's on Burn Notice now, and uh, it was kind of a cultish, fun kind of movie. They made a video game out of it. Anyway, long story short, they remade it with the girl that's on, and I don't know her name, but with the girl that's on Suburgatory, which is the TV show. She's adorable, you know, cute little 16-year-old girl on the show, and she turns into this evil, deadly monster kind of thing. And I have to say, you know, I, for the most part, I like horror and those kind of things. I'm not a big gory horror fan. I'm more of the shining kind of horror fan. But I watch it, and I have to say, I can't really say why I watch it. It was it was bloody and gory, but it kept my attention, and I watch it to the end, and I thought it was okay. So if you're looking for, you know, if you're into real gory, bloody, cut-off-their-head kind of movies... Then there you go, Marcia. That's your kind of movie. Well, then, Mark, I would certainly hope that you watch Sharknado. You know, I, this is so bizarre. I'm glad you brought this up because everybody's talking Sharknado, and I don't even know what it is. What is it was a, like a, a sci-fi movie or something? Mark, yeah, it was on the Sci-Fi Network. Yeah. Actually, we recorded it. I haven't seen it. It totally took over. Um Social media. People I know everywhere they were talking it. about it. On it's Sports great. Talk, they were talking about it. Yeah, uh, so people loved it. And it's, I believe, and uh, Twitter, correct me if I'm wrong, that the uh, sharks, I don't know, something happened, and the sharks came out of the water and attacked Los Angeles. <laughs> well, I assume it has tornado sure, as in tornado. On, Is it something uh, to do with the tornado? I don't know. You know, maybe someone on Twitter can correct me, but okay. I'm looking forward to watching it after the show. Because, uh, yeah, I can't miss it. Social media phenomenon, right? I, I will tell you that uh, I like the Sci-Fi Channel for the most part, but their movies are horrible. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about great movies. Uh, great okay, TV. all right, so let's go on. Oh. Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is... Uh, have you been watching Netflix's original shows? Well, I've seen all of House of Cards, which was fantastic. I mean... I'm. We're just watching House of Cards. Oh, it's great! And I love it. What quality they spend money. I mean, it was like back to the golden era of television. 
you oh, know, yeah, you where it get, was really kind of fabulous. Yeah, I mean, you can either get it on Netflix or you can actually, the DVD, the full set of DVD, which is what I watch it on. I literally spent a weekend watching all, I think it's 13 episodes of it, and because uh, I have no life. And it was, it's great. <laughs> It's a great show. So that, yeah, I, I love that. That's really terrific. You know, I also, you know about The Host, which was the new movie from the author of The Twilight Saga? Yeah. Okay, this is Stephanie Meyer who wrote The Twilight Saga. And it got, I have to say, it was ripped upside down by the critics. But the, for the most part, the audience was like 50% liked it and 50% didn't. I have to say, it was a pretty good movie. Um, you know, not everybody's going to love it. It's kind of, as they say, a cross between Twilight and, I don't know, some kind of sci-fi thing where a host takes over, um, aliens invade the Earth and, you know, the, your typical struggle. But it, it was more kind of, I don't know, soft and quiet and not blow them up kind of things, Marcia. You might actually enjoy that. Um, that was the host. Uh, also, admission was cute. Tina Fey, who I happen to like, and Paul Rudd, two actors I particularly like. Cute, again, these are all available on DVD. Cute movies. Here's one also that the critic, critics hated, and I thoroughly enjoyed. Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Did you see that? That sounds like your kind of movie. No, 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 Do, no. You know what it is, Steve um, Carell? And Steve Buscemi as Las Vegas um, magicians, and it was Sounds actually good. it was fun. It was a totally enjoyable fun. Uh, it was it had James Gandolfini in one of his last roles, and uh, it was actually quite a good movie. Uh, I thoroughly, my wife and I watched it together. Thoroughly enjoyed that. That was kind of fun uh, for the kids. I saw Jack the Giant Slayer, which was okay. You know, kids movie yeah, retelling. Yeah, we watched that. What'd right. you think? Yeah, it was okay. Creepy. I mean, it was yeah, okay. But here's not, a, my, not my thing. I was fine. It was. You thought it was I, actually, creepy? I didn't watch it. I walked in and out while Kurt was watching. Oh, I mean, did he like it? <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, I thought it was it was entertaining. It you know kept me entertained for the hour and a half or however period you know long it was available. And then lastly, and I have to say, I have not watched this in a hundred years, and it was just released. It's the Enter the Dragon fortieth fortieth anniversary edition. And did you have you ever seen Enter the Dragon? Uh, you know what I'm talking that's about. That's like Bruce Lee kind of yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, Bruce no. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, uh, was, I think I might have seen it. Was was not high on my list. You know, it was actually very. I mean, it, it holds up pretty well for a 40 year old movie. You know, no special effects, just Bruce Lee and karate, and uh, it was very entertaining. They've got the. Um, Ultimate Collector's Edition, which sells for about 50 bucks, that gives you collectible art cards and a lenticular card and an embroidered patch that's Enter the Dragon. You Ooh, put that on. you got it. The yeah. embroidered patch. I know that you're going to put that on your blue blazer. I I'm going to put it on my gi, which is for my uh, karate, which I still oh, have. Oh, by the way, on. Al Hopper just tweeted, um, Sharknado equals yep. sharks in water, sharks in tar- tornado, sharks... T- uh, su- tucked off or sucked up <laughs> and attack hey, huh? L.A. Huh? The, yeah, d- the oh. sharks were pulled out of the water and attack L.A. Why does it and have to be L.A.? Mark Bernhardt said that the buzz was a work of genius. More people were watching and seeing the promos. I know. You know. It's bizarre. I am telling you. But that's, not... that's brilliant advertising. Where were you? They d- oh, no, no. I know about it. It's just that I, I guess normally I do watch the Sci-Fi Channel, and I guess I just never, this one passed me by, and I was listening to Dan Patrick, who I love his sports talk show, and they're, on there they're talking about the 
10 worst animal movies because of Sharknado. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to watch it. They'll repeat it, I'm sure, a hundred times on, uh, I, the well, show. I hope so because I searched for it and, uh, and, and I could not find them replaying it, which oh, really you pissed me off, oh. which brings me back to my original thing of what caused me to commit crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back in the day, and that was I watched Tin Man, which was a three-part series. I watched part one, part yeah, two. I missed wait. part three. Tin yeah, Man. I missed. That was the Wizard of Oz thing. Right? Yeah, it was a good series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabulous sci-fi. If anybody hasn't seen it, I'm sure you can see it now. But at the time, they ran it and they didn't repeat it. And I'm going, what? You know, this is ridiculous. I'm searching everywhere. I'm ready to buy it. I'm ready to pay for it. Anything. Yeah, it was on DVD. I need to see the. Was it on DVD? Yeah, too? it came out on DVD. Yeah. Okay, but at the time you couldn't see it, so you know I confess I you know got it from somebody else. <laughs> you okay. know what can I say? Um, but the problem is they don't. Hopefully they'll show it, considering the amount of buzz. Right. Unless they're waiting to sell everybody the DVD. Well, this happens. I, there is more crap that comes out on DVD. I have to tell you, and, and I get a lot of it sent to me, and it's. I mean, the TV series that didn't make it. Who wants to buy a TV series with one ep, you know, with one season that didn't wasn't successful enough to make it for two seasons, but it's out on DVD. So sometimes uh, they get exactly. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You know, um, okay, I, I, oh no, I was going to say I thought we'd talk a little bit about identity theft and data breaches. Oh um, yeah, I got a good one for you today. All right. Well, go ahead. There's a lot, you know, here, first of all, let me give you some stats and then what we can talk about probably in the next segment is how to protect yourself because this is important. Uh, identity theft is the fastest growing crime in the country. One in 20 consumers are affected by it. Uh, it, if, it medical identity theft, which you've heard a lot of recently, you know, UCLA and, and hospitals getting, uh, breached. Uh, two million people were affected in the United States in 2011 and five million were victims of Identity theft in 2003, 12.6 million in 2012. So, uh, you know, more than doubled over the last 10 years. 608 million records have been compromised due to security breaches uh, since night well, since 2005. Speaking of that, a new story that I've, I'm going to be tweeting about later. Hackers are now using Dropbox and WordPress. Well, WordPress we've known about for quite right. a while. But now they're using Dropbox, and this is a very popular service that people are using. Uh, the gang who's doing it is among 20 Chinese groups identified this year by uh, some security firm uh, that launches cyber attacks to specifically steal information. This is phishing. I'm not how sure they do it through Dropbox because mm. that's a file storage place. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll be tweeting the uh, link to the story. But you have to be careful, again, no matter where you are. And if we have time later, you know, I'm going to talk about when you use Wi-Fi in public. How much can people really see? You're going to be shocked when you find out. Well, yeah. I mean, in fact, when we come back, because we have a, a, a great guest coming up. Uh, when oh, we come we've back, had him on the show before. Yeah. He's fabulous. We'll talk. We'll tell you about who that is when we come back. But we'll tell you about some of the things when we come back that you can protect yourself. Uh, I've got a great buy of the week for you coming up uh, in the next segment. So uh, don't go away. we got lots more to show you. We'll be right back. We'll see you soon. This is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen and coming up with Charlie Justice on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. 
Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. Thank you for listening to WS Radio. If you are not listening on your smartphone, we have just made it a lot easier with our new WS Radio 2.0 iPhone, BlackBerry, and Android apps. Just search for WS Radio in the iPhone store, BlackBerry, and Android market. They are all free downloads, so you can listen live or on demand to your favorite show. For more information, log on to wsradio.com forward slash mobile. That is wsradio.com forward slash mobile. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading Internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit E-N-D-I-C-I-A dot com slash cool eBay tools. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back, and as always, thank you for joining us. So, Marsha, we're going to, I think, uh, have our guest now, right? Well, you know, last week we were not on the air. Right. And that is when the Asiana jet crashed. Right in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this crash, and the NTSA is out making statements like once an hour. Mm-hmm. We're hearing all kinds of things. We're seeing pictures. And over the past week, there has been so much misinformation sent out oh. by what we usually consider to be really good news sources. I mean, even one TV station, uh, some intern put some spoof names of the pilots that were on the plane. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So uh, there's... 
misinformation. So I said, I want information. I want real information. I tweeted right after some pictures from FlightAware showing the approach. What the approach was yesterday of that flight, mm-hmm. uh, the day before the crash, and the approach the day of the crash, and they were markedly different. Mm-hmm. So I thought the smartest AV geek I know is mm-hmm. Charles Justice. Yeah, he's great. And let me just tell you a little bit about him. He's a corporate aviation safety consultant and author. He's a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy, former officer of the U.S. Air Force, and retired from NASA, where he was rated as both an instructor pilot and an examiner pilot for the astronaut T-38, the shuttle training aircraft, with more than 25 years of experience and 15,000-plus shuttle approaches. Clearly an overachiever. Yeah, the C-9 and in the 747 shuttle carrier. Charlie was the guy who flew the plane carrying the shuttle on its back. Cool. And his wife, Dana Steele, is a brilliant, smart woman, and she's a friend of mine, so I'm lucky enough to know Charlie by proxy. So, Charlie, (laughs) how are you today? (laughs) I'm doing great, Marsha. It sounds like my mother wrote that. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. We're delighted to have you. I think she did. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Charlie, what were what were your first thoughts? I, I'm when did you first hear about the crash, and what were your first thoughts? Well, it was uh, about uh, less than twenty minutes after the uh, the crash that uh, somebody came to me and, and said that there was an an incident. Of course, you immediately pick up your phone. It used to be you went to the TV, but instead I just picked up my phone, and uh, within minutes I said, "Oh no, this is awful." Uh, and I was very surprised that uh, only, well, uh, two people at the time, but now three people have passed away in such a tragic accident. It was uh, very fortunate. And what did you think? I mean, as it started to unroll and they showed the approach and they showed what was going on, I don't know, when I first saw the pictures, it was kind of clear that the guy nicked the seawall. Yeah, he uh, well, he more than nicked it. He, he hit it pretty solidly enough to uh, knock the tail off. Uh, and uh, since it is a, a I'll, I'll warn everybody, since there is an investigation in progress, uh, of course, we can only talk about the facts that have been released, and I won't speculate because uh, this is uh, going to be very complex. It's uh, almost impossible to do what happened here, so something very weird. <laughs> it, uh, almost um, impossible. <laughs> it, it is. It's, uh, you know, it, the... Uh, uh, you talk about tech geeks. Uh, the triple seven is a flying computer, is what it is, and it is designed by a lot of people to make sure that what happened does not happen. And yet, you know, some experienced people found themselves in a position that they should never have gotten into, and uh, we lost the plane and we've lost three lives. So this is something that uh, all of us in aviation uh, has opened our eyes, and a lot of the emphasis that we usually put on. Uh, the technical side of aviation that we were so proud of has caused several accidents here in the recent past that uh, all of us are saying, well, maybe we need to go back to some basic flying skills that may have been lost. Charlie, I, you know, one of the things that caught my attention in, in watching this was the the poor two young teenage girls who lost their lives were in the back of the plane. Is there, we, you know, we hope there's never a, a crash, but is there a safer place in the plane to be sitting now, and that is uh, a function of the actual crash itself. If you look at the uh, the way that the uh, airplane, uh, the post-impact uh, uh, 
part of the accident when it spun around 360 degrees. Uh, because of the aerodynamics, the tail uh, got lifted way up in the air and then slapped back down. Uh, I, I think that you're going to find that a lot of the spinal injuries, abdominal, in, uh, excuse me, abdominal injuries, are going to be in the tail section of that airplane. Uh, hmm. the, uh, uh, we lost a DC-10 uh, in uh, Sioux City, and uh, the, if you look at the, uh, the safe seats, if you will, the people that survived, they were scattered all over the airplane. So there's, it's just a matter of uh, luck, really, where you sit. Uh, a lot of people say close to the bathrooms. I think that's better just because if you have to go to the bathroom, it's right there. <laughs> well, there's a good tip for you. Now, Char- Charles, the, the interesting thing was we heard, and it came out, that there were only words from the cockpit in the last minute and a half before impact happened. What, from your experience of flying a plane, if you have four people in the cockpit, what normally happens? I'm not saying on this flight, but what normally happens on approach? Almost uh, uh, every flight, it's almost exactly the same in that you are clear to land. They were clear to land at the normal uh, point uh, about five or seven miles out. Uh, and once you're cleared to land, you really don't have to talk to anybody anymore because you're cleared to land. That runway is now officially yours. So you're concentrating when you get close to the ground. Uh, you're, all of your focus, uh, and I used to tell all my students, you know, my students, astronauts, uh, and my fellow research pilots that the, it, I have a little mantra, and I'm saying airspeed altitude, airspeed altitude the whole way in. And uh, we really drill that very hard. Uh, because that's the only reason you're flying is uh, airspeed and altitude uh, uh, refers to the glide slope, that you're on the proper glide slope. So uh, that's you're really focused, and if you deviate from that uh, and you have another pilot on board, they're uh, supposed to chime in. And one of the, uh, uh, the other things I would brief anybody who flew with me is you cannot hurt my feelings when we're in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think I'm doing something stupid, it's probably because I am. Bring it to my attention immediately, and I'll fix it. Uh, so that uh, that has to come out on this, and uh, they haven't uh, released the uh, the digital voice recorder. Uh, the uh, the NTSB is, I'm sure, pouring over that uh, second by second as they do. They do an excellent job of that, and uh, I think that's going to be very central. Why why was this such a late go around? Why was yeah, they did uh, attempt to go around? Uh, what happened to the auto throttle? Uh, of course, there was training going on, but that's that's not atypical. That happens as well. Uh, but I was very surprised at the late go-around. That was uh, probably later than anybody uh, in an airline in the U.S. that I know of. Uh, the standard is 500 feet if you're not stabilized. Uh, I have a question for you. The uh, Through the last few years, with the economy being as difficult as it has been, there's been a lot of talk about airlines cutting back on maintenance of planes. Are airplanes safe? Airplanes are still the safest way to travel, uh, and it's... Uh, Surprising uh, how how safe until this accident. Uh, it was almost as well. I should say in a U.S. airline, and still the case, of course, since Asiana was uh, uh, not a U.S. airline, but uh, it, it's uh, got a ridiculous safety record. It, it's uh, very uh, enviable uh, the record that the U.S. airlines have been uh, holding up, uh, and a lot of that is because of the focus of uh, our culture. We're very risk averse. And uh, that pours forth into the uh, uh, airline. Now, when I say airlines, of course, I'm, I'm not talking about the regionals. They, they do have more of a challenge because the profit margins are tighter. Uh, 
uh, and they have had some issues uh, in the past. But the, the uh, anybody that's flying a triple seven uh, with a U.S. flag on it is uh, it's amazing how safe they are and, and that how standardized they are across the entire uh, you know United Airlines flies like American flies like uh, everybody else because we use best practices. It's uh, very surprising. Now, I want to ask you, which makes me feel really good because I'm taking a 777 wide to London later this year, so that's good to know. But the 787 Dreamliner was cleared and back up in the air, and there was another fire at Heathrow. Yeah. Um, I, I'm throwing this to you out of thin air, but how? It, what is it? It wasn't near the batteries. Now, it, and I saw the uh, the damage, if I was to guess, and it's, it's all it is because I haven't heard anything, that's where your environmental, excuse me, environmental control system is. So your air conditioners uh, and uh, stuff like that. Uh, or it's the galley. It's either the aft galley or the uh, uh, air conditioners uh, on the airplane. And either one of those could have caused that damage. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, I don't know anything about the airplane. It must have been powered up. Uh, because neither one of those should have been powered uh, during uh, uh, just sitting there on the ground. Uh, but if somebody was on there, uh, for example, uh, vacuuming the plane, cleaning up the airplane, uh, then those systems are necessarily powered up uh, for that kind of activity. So basically well, you're telling us it's safer to fly than to walk across the street. It's safer to fly than pretty much do anything. Uh, it, it, uh, and once again, I have to qualify, I have to say, yeah, uh, uh, U.S. airlines uh, of the last 10 years, let's say. Uh, and uh, and I only say that because I don't know anybody else's uh, uh, statistics off the top of my head. I'd have to go take a look. Uh, but uh, Asiana had a uh, an enviable safety record uh, up until this accident. They had done quite a bit of work. I went back and looked at some of their safety management processes, and uh, they, they've done some really good uh, positive work uh, to keep their, their flight department safe. Uh, but so what's, is, what, what was the deal with, basically, I understand we have to have rookie pilots, but the guy, the second guy in charge was kind of also a rookie in this situation. Yeah, and it, hold that, Charlie, hold that oh, thought because we've got to go right. to break. Uh, <laughs> and we got some more, I got some more, and so does Marcia. We to got ask lots you. of questions, yeah. Yeah, so please don't go away. Uh, <laughs> we will be right back uh, more with Charlie, and this is fascinating, so don't go away. He's the best. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohn with Charles Justice on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Are your salespeople running at the speed of the Internet? Are you providing the tools they need to compete? Bjorn Stansvik from MentorMate has a solution for increasing the effectiveness of your workforce. The most common problem we see our clients facing is that their salespeople don't have time for learning. IQPAC provides an adaptable mobile learning solution to help your sales force easily master the knowledge to compete effectively. Go to IQPAC.com. That's IQPAKK.com to learn more. 
Attention online sellers. Introducing a great source for high-quality loans. Online sellers can be insured of a steady source of supply. Find electronics, housewares, shoes, apparel, tools, and general merchandise all from one site. Discover the web's one-stop product source you can trust. Pallets for sale are posted to our easy-to-use e-commerce site, GencoMarketplace.com. There you'll find what you need fast and view a detailed list of items in the pallets. No surprises. Genco Marketplace has direct liquidation contracts with America's largest retailers and manufacturers, which means that buyers purchase direct from the source with no middleman markups. Huge variety, low risk, and fast, easy online purchasing. Register for free and begin bidding on loads the same day. Sign up today at GencoMarketplace.com. That's G-E-N-C-O Marketplace.com. Muffin tops, love handles, spare tires. These lumps and bumps cause your belt to slide in the wrong direction and your little black dress to be too little. No matter how hard you work at losing them, they're immune to diet and exercise. Something other than your belt has got to give. Cool sculpting at Hillcrest Dermatology is more than a ray of hope. It's a loophole in the laws of gravity. Dr. William Heimer of Hillcrest Dermatology uses this revolutionary new technology to target and freeze stubborn fat cells so your body can eliminate them naturally over just a few weeks with all without surgery or downtime. Most patients of Hillcrest Dermatology see an undeniable reduction of fat after just one cool sculpting treatment. It's FDA cleared, safe, and totally cool. So what are you waiting for? Starting today, reclaim the real you with cool sculpting at Hillcrest Dermatology. Call 619-299-0700 to schedule your consultation and visit us online at drheimer.com. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. 